Welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcott. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. And man, today on the show, we have some fun things to talk about, some games coming up here that I think most people are probably gonna be a little bit excited for. So we're gonna get into that. And I do wanna talk a little bit more about Tunic because I have been playing some more of that. But before we do, as always, don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And you can always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Now, as I mentioned, I have been playing um, some more Tunic. And, uh, you know, this game, it, <laughs> there's definitely something special about this game. And I urge everyone, if you have Game Pass, this is a game you need to go and check out. Um, as I mentioned on uh, the previous episode, it is very much like a uh, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past style game where you're kind of scouring around the landscape. But I will warn you that it is a little bit difficult. For those that maybe aren't into, and I don't really want to say Souls games because it's, well, some of the bosses might be a little bit difficult like that, but uh, <laughs> it, it's very charming, very fun, but it is very deceiving in how... I don't want to say childlike or how easy it potentially is, but the layers of mysteries in each of the areas that you go to is really what's been fascinating for me and really what's been pull, like pulling me along. I mean, there's places where you're going in every little nook and cranny to find maybe a new pathway or maybe a new quest, um, you know, or maybe even uh, just another boss that you may end up going to fight. Um, I'm loving it, and I don't know if I stressed it enough last time, but the little manual pages that you're kind of finding within the world that in themselves are kind of helping you um, solve the mysteries in the world are just incredible. I really hope at some point uh, they release like a life, a real life version of this manual because the artwork in there, you could tell so much work went into piecing this thing together. Um, that is just awesome. Uh, so I'm still digging it. Still played. I played a bunch this morning. Got to a boss that was <laughs> probably, and this is going to sound crazy, harder than any of the bosses that I fought yet in Elden Ring, which I know probably sounds crazy to some folks, but just the build that I have in Elden Ring, I haven't had this much trouble with the boss. Um, it's very timing-based. Uh, you're looking at some invincibility frames as you're dodging. And I'm sure just those words alone are probably turning many people off from checking out Tunic. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. If you got Game Pass, go check it out. And the soundtrack, there's something about it that even though I'm banging my head against the wall fighting this boss, there's something very just soothing about it uh, as I'm kind of progressing through the world. The, the soundtrack is just awesome. So all right, let's shift gears away from there and talk about some exciting new game announcements that came out. One of them is probably based off a property that every single one of you know, and that is Ghostbusters. We had the reveal that a new Ghostbusters game is coming. Uh, Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed uh, didn't give us a um, specific release date, but it's going to be at some point this year in 2022. And this is coming from the studio Ilphonic. And uh, they're the team that built, made the Friday the 13th, The Game, and Predator Hunting Grounds. And if you're picking up a little bit of a theme here, you know those two games that they released were uh, kind of a 4v1 
I mean, what do they call them? Asymmetric style game. So Friday the 13th, somebody plays Jason and everyone else plays the camp counselors and Jason is hunting the counselors and the counselors either got to kill Jason or try to escape. And Predator, same scenario. Somebody is the Predator. Everybody else is trying to hunt the Predator and kill him. Um, Ghostbusters, Spirits Unleashed. I give you one guess of what this game is. It's a 4v1 game. That's right, where four people play Ghostbusters, kind of your own customizable Ghostbusters, and the other person plays a ghost, kind of wreaking havoc, and you have the ability to go through walls. I mean, they show Slimer, they show um, some other just random ghosts. I think even one of the ghosts might have been the ghost from um, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. <clears throat> and from what we're kind of seeing in the game, and what appears to be kind of the story, there, there is actually a story, is Winston, who... Minor spoiler for Ghostbusters Afterlife, but kind of the, the post-credit scene is you see that he's opening up the uh, Ghostbusters facility again, the firehouse, and they're kind of getting things back to the way they were before, kind of with this new generation of Ghostbusters. And I think we're going to be able to play that because you see Winston, this older Winston, appearing to be you know, the one giving you and your team the jobs to go out and fight the ghosts. Now, you also see Ray at his uh, occult bookshop that he has. So he's going to even be, you know, a part of this. It seems like he's going to be the one you're going to go to when you want to be the ghost because he says, oh, you want to be the ghost. And it, it's Dan Aykroyd. Like, it, it's the actors playing that you hear in the movies playing these characters in this game. This game, I think, you know, I've played Friday the 13th, never played Predator, and those games are fun. Um, but I mean, you really want to be playing with friends to do that. But the, the problem I think Ilphonic had with those games was they were really only for an older audience. This game, on the other hand, is for everyone, right? You can have a younger player play this. You can have, you know, an older person like myself want to play it because it's like, we just have that nostalgia for Ghostbusters. This is the one I think that's really going to kind of hit the mainstream and be the biggest hit for them. I, I just, I truly believe that because of the IP um, that the game is going to be based on, especially when you think of a game like Among Us, that kids love playing that stuff. You know, who's who's the one that's sus in that game? Who's the one that's um, the one that is, you know, basically trying to kill everybody in our little group? I have a feeling this is going to be kind of that same crowd for kids. Like if, if you're a young that young group, I think, is really going to gravitate to this, knowing that they can be the ghost, and then the other four friends got to hunt down that ghost, even though obviously it's a, it's a different um, mechanic than Among Us. I just, I really think that's going to kind of go to this, speak to the same crowd. Like I could just imagine my kids having a blast with this, playing with their friends, where one of them's a ghost, and they're, you know, they have their their Fortnite group, they have their Among Us group. Um, this is going to be, I think a big hit for them. Um, and it, it looks great. I mean, it's kind of cartoony. Um, looks like you're creating your own Ghostbuster. Obviously, you're going to have all the different abilities you're going to be able to use. You're going to have to trap them. You know, uh, don't cross the streams, all that stuff. Um, I think it's going to be a part of this game. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun to play. Now, my biggest question is price, which I want to say, like Friday the 13th and Predator were maybe only $40 budget, like kind of budget titles. But I could see this thing, if it hit like Game Pass day one or it even was in like PlayStation Plus, I, I mean, I think that would just push it over. Like put this game out for free, get people in there like they um, did with Fall Guys or even think back to like Rocket League. Get people in with that low barrier to entry, sell the skins, do all that stuff. I think this could be a pretty big hit for Ilphonic. So I'm looking forward to this game. I really want to play it. Um, and uh, go check out the trailer. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, the other really big gaming news that we got, and this was confirmation of a game that, I mean, come on, we all knew this was coming, right? But uh, CD Projekt Red has come out and officially confirmed that the latest 
uh, entry or a new entry into the Witcher series is on the way. And uh, I do want to read the release here. They said, we're happy to announce that the next installment in the Witcher series of video games is currently in development, kicking off a new saga for the franchise. This is an exciting moment as we're moving from the Red Engine to Unreal Engine 5, beginning a multi-year strategic partnership with Epic Games. It covers not only licensing, but technical development of Unreal Engine 5, as well as potential future versions of Unreal Engine where relevant. We'll closely collaborate with Epic Games developers, with the primary goal being to help tailor the engine for open-world experiences. At this point, no further details regarding the game, such as development time frame or release are available. And then they said, uh, the Red Engine technology, which powers Cyberpunk 2077, is still being used for the development of the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 expansion. So I think that's some pretty damn good news. Not only, number one, that we're getting a new Witcher game, which I think, come on, with the Netflix series and, and just the popularity of that and Witcher 3 being, you know, touted as one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, we're going to get another Witcher game, right? That's not a, a thought. I mean, even even when you look at the, you know, financial, uh, well, I say financial failure. I mean, they made a lot of money with it. But just with Cyberpunk 2077 and all the, you know, uh, things that happened around that game, um, they're, they're going to make a Witcher game, right? It's still going to happen. I mean, hey, Cyberpunk 2077 just got its big patch with the uh, next-gen upgrades on the consoles. Um, I haven't dipped in yet. I think now is, you know, when, when things kind of calm down, I'm, I'm going to dip back into that. I want to – that's a game I've really been wanting to get back to, but I've been waiting for that next-gen patch to come out. Um, but I think, you know, th this moving on from that engine, this red engine – to Unreal Engine 5 is the smart thing because let's let's face it, what were a lot of the problems with Cyberpunk 2077? It was bugs, glitches, all that, which all boils down to issues with the engine, right? Whether it's, sure, you could say the game was maybe rushed, even though we know it wasn't rushed, but maybe it should have been delayed again. Um, it was all because of the engine issues, right? It was because they weren't able to, uh, in, a, in a timely Time frame, I guess, is kind of a dumb way to say it, but you know they weren't able to get the uh, bugs out and and just kind of had to force it out. And a lot of those issues were engine issues, even especially on you know the last gen consoles, um, where now you have Unreal Engine five, which now they can utilize uh, Epic to help them with some of those things. And on top of that, it seems like Epic is also capitalizing them and using them to help figure out how does Unreal Engine 5 power an open world. So this is kind of like a win-win for both companies here, not just obviously the financial thing for Epic of, of licensing the engine, but also um, the, the idea that uh, you know, they're going to be able to help them figure out how to use this just incredible engine. Because let's, let's, let's be honest here. Unreal Engine 5, everything we've seen with this, every demo, God, it's gorgeous. So I can't imagine what an open world Witcher game would look like running on that engine. I mean, that's going to be incredible. It's going to be great. So uh, really looking forward to that. Obviously, there's nothing yet. There's just a kind of a little splash screen that kind of put up of kind of the, uh, the wolf's face with the glowing eyes kind of within the snow, buried within the snow. So not really giving you much there, but um, take all the time you need. CD Projekt Red, please, because I think, you know, that that game is going to be a juggernaut when that thing comes out. Um, really going to be looking forward to that. Well, that's going to do it for me here today, guys. Don't forget, tomorrow, tomorrow on Thursday, is the premiere of Halo. 
the uh, new Paramount Plus series. So we're going to get our first episode of Halo tomorrow. I will be breaking down the episode on Friday's podcast. I think that's what's going to pretty much be happening here um, the next couple weeks. Wednesdays, starting next week, will be the Moon Knight breakdown because we're going to Moon Knight releasing next week. And then Fridays will be Halo. So um, that's going to kind of be the... The schedule, and of course, Mondays will be just catching up on anything else uh, that we can kind of get throughout the week. So uh, until then, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and I will catch you next time.